Hello, it's episode 96 of the Chattering Classes, and again, we're getting closer to the 100th. Uh, and again, if you've got any questions for myself and Nick to answer on our 100th episode anniversary special spectacular, uh, please send us a message either using the Google form or just message me or Nick or whatever, um, or just see me in the street and go, hey, Matt, I've got a question. I don't know why you talk like that, but whatever. Uh, yeah, let's uh, have a chat to the Grinch. <laughs> yeah, and then, like, I did two very weird things, which I'm concerned about my mental health. Um, the first one, I, I went in, I, I'm getting physio on my hip. You right? Yeah. Oh, like sore, hip work. On my sore pelvis and all the weird my gluteus gluteus uh i want to say minimus but that's not right mm-hmm. um, ah. it's not your gluteus works minimus, for me but yeah so, like at the top of my top of your, where you the muscle that sits on your pelvis and goes down to your butt um yep. that was that's been really sore for like a month i went to the physio and then on my they like booked the second appointment and on monday i went in and i was like i've got an appointment and they're like do you are you sure? And I was like, I was sure until you said, are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> but now I'm not sure. And they're like, no, no it's I'm on, it's on Wednesday. Sure. And I was like, okay, all right, bye. And I was like, I'm pretty sure they told me Monday or I really wasn't listening, but I'm pretty sure they told me it was Monday. Um, but then I was like, wow. yeah, maybe, maybe I wasn't listening. So I wasn't like, wait a minute, because I wasn't sure. As soon as someone says, yes. are you sure? Yeah. Um, no, and then like the even weirder than that, which I'm really worried about, was I had a shower on Monday night, and there was no hot water, and I was turning the hot water tap further and further, and, and there was just no hot water, and I was like, oh, that's weird. We had the girls had friends over, so yeah. I thought maybe that they'd used up all the hot water. So then I went and just tested another tap in the house, and hot water came out, and then I went back to the shower. And realized that I'd confused the taps in my own shower. Now that is a concern. So now we've got that on record. So if my mental health slips and I have early onset Alzheimer's, we know when it started. Can, it's you, the shower incident. Do you need me to draw a clock? Do you need me to put numbers on a clock? I see how I'm going, but that was weird. Well, I need you to hold up uh, today's paper so that we could all see the date. <laughs> yeah. And I, I, like I thought about it, I was like, that's really weird and stupid. But then I just thought, no, you were just unbelievably stupid because normally you turn, <laughs> you have a hot shower and you turn the cold to make it less hot. But mm. then you got confused because the shower was cold and yeah. you, you did the same mechanism and wanted a different result. Hey, what are you going to do? You're going to you tell your mate. You're going to tell your mate know. about how you're going crazy. And that's oh, fine. Yeah. I think we're all going crazy. <laughs> if you can't tell your mate that you're going crazy, then <laughs> can you tell? And if you can put it on a podcast and then other people can listen, I don't even know if this will make it. It probably will now. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll, oh, I'll yeah. just blame other snippet. things. I'll just say, oh, it's some COVID booster shot thing but i think i, I was know, just yeah i just think it was just uh, quite clearly like one of the stupidest moments in my life of showers not what i want it to be i just do what i normally do to correct it yep oh the temperature is yeah. different 
this is not working. <laughs> it was very weird <laughs> to go back and be like, huh, yeah, that is a cult. I'm, yeah, yeah, all right. Well, let me just make a mental note of this time. And when I have to talk to a doctor in six months and when he says, when did you first notice? Then I'll be able to tell him. That's right. And look, if you can't remember, just call me during the uh, call me during the appointment. I've got it. I probably something. won't remember either. <laughs> no, <laughs> Hang on, I just help. need to go to the bathroom. <laughs> Is that real? No. Um, all right. Well, we're we're uh, on episode ninety six, man. Oh, jeez, ninety six. Yes. So we're we're in the in the nineties. We're going on, chuffing along all right. Only a few more. Um, yes, I've already put it at the start of the episode, but the hundredth episode, Nick and I are doing a, an ask me anything like an AMA where the listeners provide the questions and we choose them at random. Unreal. And some of them I'll have to prepare for. Otherwise there'll be a lot of, huh, that's a good question. And let me just sit here. <laughs> just think about it for four hours. So much editing. So, so much editing. Yeah. Just pause, get the pausatron yeah. out. We'll be right. But um, yeah, so we, yes, you, number ninety six. We're yeah, we're we're uh, nervous nineteen our way to a hundred. I, I don't understand how that works, but that's where we are. Okay, unbelievable. Yeah, I'm yeah. excited to be here. <laughs> it's always exciting to to have you. I um have a few things. I, I've got you at the best possible time. I mean, now it, it came up on your on your zoom chat that it says the Grinch. Now I know we've already talked about this, but when do you change it? Cause you're the retail Grinch around uh, Christmas time. So is the Grinch worn off or is it still um, mid January still a problem? It actually becomes a bit more of a, not so much a Grinchy problem around this time. It's, it's like, it's well, it's true retail Grinch in um, early to mid January because Everyone outside of everyone dealing with retail people just lose their mind, right? It's um, and this year's just been exacerbated by the fact that just can't just can't get anything. Like people have been told that you know things are going to take a long time for them yeah. to arrive. People seem to think that that's seventy two hours, when in, <laughs> in all fact it could be seventy two days. Yeah, right. you know what I mean. Like that, and that's that's where the Grinch starts to rear its ugly head again. But in yeah. regards to the Christmas stuff, all, all of our Christmas stuff has been packed up. The tree's up. All of the Christmas paraphernalia has been put back in the roof. Yeah. And now it's just children's paraphernalia everywhere. But that's yeah, sort of that's surfboards true. and inflatable pool toys and uh, and the like. So I can sort of deal with that. Um, yeah. There's, a, there's, yeah. A, there's something happens at school holiday where uh, I guess we're around halfway through school holidays heading towards them going back after the summer break but we seem like we both hit the same point today of, of just being a bit over them well and i don't understand how my wife i yeah i got a i got a better understanding and we've been doing this for you know how old house he's bloody 13 in two months so yeah. this has been a thing for a while in that she is a teacher but, and you are a teacher, and so yeah. during the holidays, you don't get a break from children. No, I was They're thinking of that today. With you. Yes, I was thinking of that and today. Like, it's it's such an intense situation because it's like there is no weekend because it's 
like just constantly children. Now it's only two of them for you, or four of them if your girls have got friends over. And friends um, over is good. I like friends over. Oh, there's a separation there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that was the yeah. we hit upon that last summer. Was like, oh, you want to have a friend over? Cool. How about both you girls have a friend over? Then there's for no three third, weeks. There's no third <laughs> wheel. There's no third wheel. You know, extra child hanging on to the other two. Usually the youngest yeah. hanging on to the older two. You can just do your own thing in your duos. Every now and then they would come together and, you know, play a bit of Mario Kart or uh, go yes. to the shops together or go to the park. That was pretty nice, but um, that was different. But that was, that's was that been nice. But, yes, it's. I, I had that very thought today of, like, like holidays for teachers are de- delightful if you don't have any children. <laughs> yeah. How much, how much time do you have? But it's just Oof. constant. What are we, we going to do today? Yeah, you get to ask that question. It's not about bloody jobs and fucking picking up after your children. No, no that's what today, that's right? what my children ask me. Oh, what, what are we, we going to do today? Like, oh, what, right. what have you planned in our yep. cavalcade of opportunities that we can do across the land? Holiday bonanza. Yeah. Yep. Now the issue, of course, you know, like same as everyone else, like COVID put a, a cramp on a, on a few activities it can do. Can't, I don't really want to take them to the movies. Um, mm-hmm. I'd like to take them to like, usually we go to an art gallery, a national gallery and see what weird shit's on. I always keep my eye over. Oh, look at this weird stuff. Let's take the girls to that. Freak them out a bit. That's always good. But yeah, there's just, that just sort of gets limited. And they're like, oh, we can go to the shops. Like, I don't want to go to the shops. You go to the uh, shops by yourself. Yeah. I don't want to go and walk around. Um, that's not me. But anyway, so there's a bit of that. But yeah, I, I found today that very same thought that maybe your wife had as well, which was just, like a break would be nice. My lovely wife's going away for the weekend, and I was like, "How do I get some of that?" Yeah, that'd be good. Well, I, I did go away for a couple of days, which was nice, and yeah. Um, yeah, it was enjoyable. Got to see my dad and my brother, which was lovely. Right? Um, yes, you went to the cricket. I did. I did, and uh, it was bloody brilliant. You Absolutely went brilliant. Tremendous cricket, Test cricket. Those of you who don't appreciate Test cricket, you might want to skip forward a few minutes there, <laughs> uh, because. How good was it? Like that was you got to see some really good cricket for two yeah. days. Absolutely incredible. The um that that first session of the first day. Yeah. That we went. So I went day two and day three. And there was just a real um like the crowd was good and there was a real intensity about the day. And it was good. Like it was a really fun time. But then the set the third day. Yeah. Madness. We went and the rain uh, sort right, of right. put a bit of a dampener on it. Now we'd we got uh we got to the ground right on time. And then of course. every any time yeah. I've ever been in the cricket with you, we go, You're never late. <laughs> never late. <laughs> to a fault. I'm happy to leave early. To a fault. But I, don't, I, I believe I do there was a time where Ellis and I said, We're not I don't want to go into the oval yet. We're going. We went and got a full strength beer at a pub across yep. the road from the cricket because you couldn't get a full. This is at like nine thirty because you were like, "Let's get up early and make sure we're there on time." And we got there, and they're like, it's still an hour away just to get the build up. I understand. That's fine. Yeah. The, so um, you were you were on time, but then it rained. It, so it rained, and then two hours basically of waiting around, trying to stay away from people, and um, you know. Because we'd had a, a 
fair few drinks the night before I was sort of off the beers on the third on the Thursday. Yeah. Um, sorry, on the Friday, which was good. Um, but then the cricket started and it was like I was on. Like that's where um Scott Boland, like the wizard, yeah, <laughs> the wizard that is Scott Boland went absolutely berserk. Um and England were four for thirty and Yeah, they scored then, no uh, runs in like an hour. Yeah. That was that 14 overs. Yeah. And they scored, I think they scored like two runs in 14 overs or something like that. Yeah, and like it an was incredible. Yeah, just intense. It was absolutely every, incredible. Every ball. The crowd was amazing. Yeah. Um, the, but then that partnership was brilliant. Mm-hmm. Um, and the rest of the day was amazing as well. And like just watching, we had some, yeah, we had pretty good seats. We're at um, Fine Leg uh, in the Burrowongal. Yeah. And it was, yeah, it was great. It was good. To, it was really good to go back and see live cricket again because I hadn't watched, I hadn't been to a ground for a long time. Yeah. And so um, just like Mark Wood is very short and <laughs> yeah. very fast. He bowls fast, but he's too short. And looks really odd in his full batting paraphernalia. Like he looks like he's like maybe 14 <laughs> and he's not really, shouldn't really be out there. But then. He was yeah. one of the only England bowlers that hit the keeper's gloves yeah. with a thud. Like even with the crowd going, you could still hit the ball as you could still hear the ball hitting the keeper's gloves. It was like, whoa, that's pretty quick. I do like that sound of the when it's really hitting through. But yeah, he's just too short. Doesn't get enough of his balance. But anyway, enough of Mark Wood. And and, it, and got to see Kawaji get a ton as well, which is pretty good. Lovely. Yeah. Just be silky through covers all mm. day. Now, do you are you okay with Scott Boland being referred to as the wizard when that, in fact, is your cricket nickname? Um, I don't know. I, look, I, over the last year or so, um, that, that wizard nickname has been bandied about a bit um, by other people that don't know the history of the wizard. And um, I can't find, for the life of me, I cannot find the newspaper clipping um, mm. of that, which is disappointing. Um I know, I know, I've still got it somewhere. It may be in a photo album yeah. um, that I've put away or something like that. I don't know. But, maybe um, I don't know if I have a photo of it or a photocopy somewhere as well. I don't know. I have to look into that. Wizard Wiggins. It's one of the one of the best. The problem <laughs> was they didn't have a photo of me with it. They had a photo of an old guy getting bold yes. uh, with massive horn rimmed glasses on. <laughs> and yeah, uh, see, I wish do? I kept when I was playing. I wish I kept. Uh, photo i don't know why what caused me to delete the email all those years ago but i could have had it where one of the guys he, he liked taking photos after he batted or before he batted and there's just a beautiful shot of me playing a, a lofted straight drive just missing the ball completely getting bold stumps splayed everywhere and my legs like together so i was out of my crease and my legs were like basically like tin man <laughs> next to each other just playing a beautiful shot with my eyes looking heavenwards to a sh- and being bold. And it was a great photo. I don't, know, I don't know where it was. Maybe Dad has it. I wonder if yeah. Dad probably never deletes any emails he's ever got. So maybe It'll I can find them from 2002. <laughs> anyway, the, the bigger reason why, you know, we're excited to have you on, it's the most timely time. I'm surprised we got you, really. Number one is that, you know, we've spoken about it before, but tubes are back. Everyone loves tubes oh. and they're everywhere. Look, 
you've, you've got me for about another 14 minutes because right, my because tubes you... delivery is yeah, coming. that's yeah. right. So yeah. Wiggins loves tubes. If you don't know what tubes are, we've, <laughs> look it know, up. there's other podcasts and other things to do. But Tasty Tubes are back. Thanks in part to Shane Warne. <laughs> Thanks, uh, Warney. Uh, demanding them back. They're back forever, which is a very right, bold claim. That's a bold claim. Forever. Okay. Well, I did... I. I did partake in some tubes um, over the last week. Yeah. Um, look, it's it's not as ridiculous as we as we talk about. I don't eat tubes for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Uh, <laughs> it's mainly just a luncheon thing. Um, yeah. And look, it's not the same. It's not the same. They're not the same and, tubes, and, or has your well, palate changed? You think? I think my palate's definitely changed, but also I don't think they're as. Um, Aggressive as they right. used to be. I, I remember tubes being quite aggressive, like a like the the savoury Toblerone, if you will. So, mm. whereas a Toblerone is quite an aggr- quite an aggressive chocolate. Like if you put the entire piece in your mouth, it's going to hurt. Oh you. right, yes, that's right. And so, the same. I remember that with tubes as well. Like the flavour was so aggressive, and the yeah, it burn, um, it burn the roof of your mouth if you ate too exactly. Many. That's right. <laughs> yeah, not the same. You get ridges in your tongue. From the yeah. burning vinegar it, acid, it peels the roof yes. of your mouth off, um, and yeah, and that's yeah, that was part of the you know part of the part of the love of tubes. What? Why well, you know, shedding your skin? That, put them in their ad campaign. <laughs> tubes just sheds the layer of skin from your tongue. <laughs> tubes. <laughs> tubes are good. Tubes. Aggressive. Uh, <laughs> hey, get some tubes. <laughs> We're aggressive. <laughs> uh, yep. All right. But more importantly, this is the biggest surprise. Um, I just wanted to talk to you about your disappointment. I can't even say this properly. Your disappointment of being looked over for playing the part of Ricky Ricardo in <laughs> the new um, Aaron Sorkin film, Being the Ricardos, for which I believe Nicole Kidman won a Golden Globe for her work as Lucille Ball. How do you feel about being passed by Javier Bardem? Look, I know how everyone feels about Javier Bardem. Yeah. But, look, I'm I'm still hurt. It hurt me more than tubes used to hurt me <laughs> back in the 90s. Were you even approached? Uh, this is my problem. I'm, I'm, this is my problem. Oh, look, I had to sign a bit of a, I had to sign a confidentiality oh, agreement. There's an NDA happening here, is there? Yeah. You can only yeah. talk in roundabout ways. That's right. You um, can't tell can... us who you met with, where it no. was. No, was I, look, I even, I can't even do the, the voice. I'm uh, not allowed to do the voice. <laughs> what? Uh, no, not allowed to do the voice. Oh, that was right. Part well... of, like, they basically <laughs> clamped right down. Um, on all, any and all honking, which is really disappointing. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, what a hero! He's a hero. He stood up to the brave men. Oh my god! Oh. So there you had. That's all. That's all we're going to get. Is <laughs> we go as legendary. Ricky Ricardo impersonation. <laughs> now, <laughs> I knew this is where this would go. I'd just descend into me giggling and uh, falling apart. Um, <laughs> any <laughs> cease and desist of any and all honking, please. Um, I do not even remember if, if your <laughs> he's gone. He's disappeared under the desk. Are you okay? <laughs> 
Sorry, I just hope that the title's going to be <laughs> any and all honking. It is. I've just written it down, <laughs> and that's what it is. Uh, it might be the cease and desist part as well. Now, I can't remember <laughs> whether <laughs> what well, like it's a chicken and egg thing. I can't remember mm. if your Desi, quote unquote Desi Arnaz impersonation uh, came before the calling of the geese or was that where it stemmed from um great question matthew i i was sort of trying to think back and think about where it came from as well and i keep seeing the black and white footage in my head yeah. of desi arnaz and lucy in the lounge room somewhere and him just playing know, playing a bongo or maracas yeah. and- <laughs> And just shaking his head. Yeah. And just, oh, Lucy. (laughs) And then (laughs) you're going to have to beat that out. I know, I'll beat it out. But I think think the calling of the geese came first. Right. So that's Um, that's what I was trying to think of today when I was, we were at our friend's house and there were geese behind... um, (laughs) The geese were behind our friend's house, honking in the night, and then you honked, you honked back at them, and someone said, "Was that geese or was that Desi Arnaz? Is that is that where that came from?" <laughs> Look, your memory's better than mine, but I would not surprise me in the slightest. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure, in about you know zero point two seconds, you just went, "Yep." Oh, 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 Lucy, oh, and did your honking, and there it was. And forevermore. Well, up until about <laughs> six months ago when I got that email. <laughs> I just love the fact that for... From Miramax. For like, oh, God. For, for, for 20 years, you have been honking and pretending to be Desi Arnaz at random intervals, uh, a reference that nobody, you know... Oh, I, God, I, I no. Don't, I don't understand why we why I'm so familiar with it or why we're so familiar with it. It must have been on TV when we were growing up, I guess. Well, I think, you know, we were sort of at the tail end of... But even that's 40 years after... But it was always on, you know. We were on the tail end of going home and watching different strokes at 3.30 in the afternoon and then at 5.30, you know, 5 o'clock Happy Days was on, 5.30 Wheel of Fortune was on, then the news was on. Yeah. And I think there was probably a little bit of bewitched and... I love Lucy and yeah, Mash um, and yeah, all that yeah. stuff. Dick F- York, F- Sergeant Troop. York. Yeah, yeah. don't yeah. worry about yeah, a bit of F Troop for everyone's work. Yeah. Even um, I think I got a couple of bonanzas in there when I went to my right. grandparents' house. Like that was real early doors. Yeah, uh, right. But yeah, that's, so yeah, I guess yeah. it was on. So we'll watch it. And I, from memory, I remember watching it and, and enjoying it. I'm sure you know, like it might not hold up as much, but I'm sure it still has. Pretty funny moments. I think I've shown the girls like a couple of things from I Love Lucy that are fairly entertaining, just the slapstick yeah. comedy part of it. But it's just so weird that now that <laughs> who wants to watch a movie about Lucille Ball and Desi Arnaz? It's so strange. But to think that it's Nicole Kidman and Javier Bardem yeah. playing those two roles, um, that's quite incredible, really. Is incredible in the fact that they're horribly miscast or um look i'm gonna have to look i haven't looked at any of it as of yet like i've been you know 
been grinchy for the last, you know, sort of three months. I haven't really paid attention to anything other than the cricket scores um, and what? a little bit of basketball. And I, I have a feeling it's not a great movie because I, I watched the trailer today mm. and it didn't really tell you anything or give you anything in the way of any performances. There's so it would of... have been better if I was in it. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. But there's a lot of voiceover. I think the Nicole Kidman thing just doesn't make sense. But the, there's a lot of voiceover or the, the, the characters talking over the many, you know, montage yeah. of people walking around. And like, so mm-hmm. you don't get a real sense of what the movie's about or who's like how they're actually playing them or whether they're imitating them or they're just being yeah, they're just like doing... characters or something like that. I'm not really sure. But again, I, I don't know who was clamoring for a bit of Desi Arnaz um, loose. It strikes me as like, you know, awards baiting old people. Who's Matthew, the- Matthew, it's history repeating itself. Who yeah. was calling for Lucille Ball and Desi Arnaz when the fucking geese were there? That's what <laughs> I know. There were four people yeah. that asked that question. That's very true. That's, That's it. And they've made that movie for us. <laughs> and we won't watch it. <laughs> no. <laughs> Because I because I can just call you and uh, that's all the Desi Arnaz I need. Exactly. I don't think and I've even watched a clip of Desi Arnaz. Any th- clip I've seen from the show is just all Lucy based. So you know, like I, I, it's one of those things. It's like, and I don't know if we've spoken about this before, but another one of your Sterling impersonations is Aaron Neville singing. Oh. <laughs> I don't know much, but I know I love you, right? And it's the yeah. exact same thing for the for twenty years. You yep. have been singing, um, I don't know much, but I know I love you, like Aaron Neville. Yeah. And then once we sang that, started, we sang that as Aaron Neville to your wife, and she yeah. was like, let's listen to that song. And she knew all the words, and I had never listened to the song before, just knew the chorus as Aaron Neville. <laughs> she was singing, and we were like, I, I, was like, I don't yeah. literally have never listened to this song in 30 years and she was like but how well, what, but you do that okay yeah, that's all all we ever that's did different yeah that's different <laughs> that's all, all we ever did was pretend to be well, Aaron Neville well that's that's what I think uh, that was definitely my experience with Desi Arnaz like I never actually saw anything other than like I, I'm sure that I just sort of saw him talk one day yeah. and yeah. then someone when well, the whole goose the whole geese thing happened and it was just like oh, yeah, oh that's there's a, a goose that's sound, a long boat like you know you <laughs> yeah. know as well as anyone that yep. I can draw a bow as long as any man. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, what are your impersonations based on? I don't know. Just you know, <laughs> one line. Geese. Animals. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Random animals. Random yep. animals. Man. Yeah. That kind of stuff. Yeah, well, good. So all right. Well, I won't I won't I won't talk any more about Desi Arnaz because you're legally not allowed to do it. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna get in a lot of trouble. A lot of trouble. I'm very sorry about that. Um I wanted just to also talk to you about um, Get Back as well. Um, I talked to Stu um, about the Beatles' Get Back. Indeed. And I thought um, I would go over a couple of things with you, the similar way I did with him, and then what I really wanted to talk to you about was probably the the second episode of the three-part documentary goes for eight Mm -hmm. hours just to remind you um i think the second part goes to three hours maybe i think that's the biggest one um so what's your um what's your relationship with the beatles or where did that start if you've got a 
Um, no, well, I, I, I do. I've sort of been thinking about this and, and was thinking about it when I was watching the doco as well. But my, I, my clearest or my first clear memory of listening to the Beatles was listening to the White Album. Um, my, well, my mum's boyfriend introduced me to the Beatles through that particular album. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, even tonight I was just sort of wandering around the house singing Dear Prudence. Mm. Uh, which was <laughs> it's pretty good. Um, As so Aaron Neville was, was Aaron Neville, yeah, yeah, definitely, D- definitely, <laughs> with backing vocals from uh, yeah from Desi, or a goose, or a goose. <laughs> or a We're goose. not sure. <laughs> um, so it was White Album first, um, and then like a sort of a smattering of other Beatles um, songs. Hmm. Uh, until, yeah, until I was sort of able to go and buy buy albums myself or figure out, you know, who had what and borrow from who. Yeah. And then when we lived together in Denison and yeah. you had the bread box. Yeah. And it just got, like, that was always, if I wasn't playing um, Powderfinger yeah. uh, or Ben Lee. <laughs> if you weren't playing I'm, Album of the Month or Album yeah, of the album, Week. That's right. If I wasn't playing album of the week, um, yep. then it was into the bread box and mm. probably revolver. Yeah. Uh, if not rubber soul, and then pretty much anything. Else. And then and then let it be. I reckon that would probably they would have been my three mm. picks out of the bread box, but white, um, the White Album was definitely my first introduction. So do you remember being, like, freaked out at all by the White Album? How old do you reckon you were when, you were, when that was on? Um, 11? Yeah. Ma- maybe even, maybe, nah, yeah, maybe 10 or 11. Right. Did it um, freak you out? It, I wouldn't say freak. It definitely piqued my interest. Yeah. Like, I was sort of... This is like some of the songs that were <laughs> the vast difference mm. between something like Rocky Raccoon <laughs> and, um, you know. Like Helter Skelter or something Helter like Skelter that. or, you know, um, anything. Like anything on that album. Like there's so many different types of music on that one album. Yeah. Um, I didn't get a lot into the second, into the second disc. Mm-hmm. Um, because I just kept listening to the first disc over and over again. Yeah. Um, but like, what a yeah! It was it was brilliant. It was absolutely brilliant, and I never really understood it. I just really enjoyed listening to it. Yeah. Until later in life, and I sort of listened to everything else, and then kind of went, "Oh yeah, sweet." I mean, my favorite Beatles song is "While My Guitar Gently Weeps." Yeah. Are you a big George fan? Is that do you think? Um, or just or is it just that song? There, I think I am a big George fan. I've never really sort of chased his music, yeah. But I really enjoy his music. Um, but that particular song, and I didn't even really realise that it was my favourite song until probably until I was probably about twenty five, right? And just went, I just fucking really love that song a it, lot. Like I could just listen to it again and again and again. It's one of those songs too, and I think maybe it's. Coloured by the fact that there are is that version with Prince on it, right? Where you can find mm-hmm. that version where Prince just melts everyone's face with his guitar <laughs> solo, which I listen to every now and then, and I forget each time just how great <sighs> it's going to be. 
and then he does it and you're like wow but i think that's one of the songs where that would have been great if they had kept touring to play that yeah. song live that would have been a a, a good showstopper you yeah. could have the, uh, those big solos you could have the build of it it builds really nicely and then can really lift off i think as a yeah. live song but again maybe that's just you know because of you can see live versions of it which are pretty fantastic incredible as well. yeah um, um this afternoon hmm. i was um i just i was flicking through youtube and it and um a version of um sweet lord hmm. with billy preston like billy preston singing that oh, my sweet lord. Had, yeah and with a whole heap of musicians but eric clapton was playing with him hmm. that always struck me as odd anytime i see and i know clapton played on um while my guitar gently reached, but their history together and yeah. the amount of like times that clapton's done covers of you know george harrison songs and it's just a it always makes me feel a little bit uncomfortable even though it's magic in regards to musically it's always makes me feel really uncomfortable every time eric clapton does a george harrison song <laughs> or does a george harrison anything exactly so explain explain why that is well that's explain, why right explain why that is yeah so eric clapton married george harrison's wife yeah and and by married i mean stole her away uh from george harrison yeah. um but it it's it's and again I've I've only read Clapton's book, so right. his version of it was that everything was you know there was definitely some unrest there, but it it became quite amicable in the end. Yeah. Um. Um. And obviously they still played music together, which was just bizarre. It is. But, it is. It is kind of bizarre, and on the surface, it's very bizarre, right? To be like, hmm. yep, I'm married to look at this lovely lady. Oh, she's very nice. She's a very nice lady. Yeah. Cool. It's very nice. I, I might marry her too. That, that, that was a good idea. What do you reckon? <laughs> yeah. That's a great idea. What a great yeah. idea. But anyway, I digress and I apologize for that. But that no, was something okay. that struck me this afternoon because Billy Preston's got a great voice. Yeah. Um, and that was that was one of the things that struck me in the get back doco as well, was that he was just incredible. Well, so that's what I've got written down here. It's just I wanted to talk to you about was the arrival of Billy Preston in that um, <laughs> in that second episode because right um, I w- I think I watched it as soon as it came out well not you know like fairly in the first few days I I got through um, the 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 whole three episodes and so mm. I was waiting for other people that was always yeah. a good thing is waiting for people to to get it and um, when it got to that second episode and they moved from the you know, this cavernous, horrible space to then move into the Apple studios where they have to rip all stuff out of the wall. And even while they're in there trying to set up, they're still moving shit out. And, um, and incidentally, just how, what are the, you're an under overs man. Yeah. Um, under overs cups of tea drank in the eight hours. Do you think? Uh, <laughs> On one day, like each day. Cups of tea? Oh, that's a good question. I meant the whole series. Oh, the whole series. Fuck. Um, <laughs> I know I'm putting you on the spot. Hang on. So it was a month? Yep. It was a month. And they would have drunk, I reckon, the tea in Yeah, how many a day? Increased. Re- yeah. How- All right. Yep. Yeah. Once tea. they got to Apple Studios, it okay. would have there would have been an increase. 
Yeah, I more feel. people bringing in tea and toast. It seemed at Apple Studio. That's right. So yeah. much tea and toast, which so I'm, I'm all, I'm all there for it. Like that's amazing. But what, imagine, imagine having a job, just in your job. Yeah. If like, it looked like every hour, but you know you can't tell. But just every hour, someone just bought you a cup of tea and some toast. There and there wasn't a lot of like they showed a lot of the tea coming, but they didn't show a lot <laughs> I know of the tea there going. Wasn't much of like, or there wasn't much <laughs> yeah. of like. Get us some tea. Anyone want tea? And a, toast? And maybe a bag. Grab me a bag. Grab me a bag. <laughs> tea, toast, bag. That's what we want. Yeah, wow. Um, I would say in a day yeah. per man. Per man, the yeah. Over, the, the under over. Yeah. I'm gonna hang on, I'm gonna write a number down and I'm gonna see if it's the same as what I say. Yeah. Right. I'm gonna say eight and a half. Eight and a half. All right, seven eight and, and a half. half. So oh, seven, okay. seven. <laughs> eight and a half. Yeah. You're probably right. I reckon John. I reckon yeah. John was on the tee. Like he was obviously on the H, but he's he definitely on the tee. <laughs> just yeah, get it all. Yeah, right. So anyway, we di- we digress even further. We're just talking about tea. Everyone wanted to talk about the Beatles. How much tea and toast did they have? That's all. See you later. Um, so yeah, so they they go in the studios and they're already feeling better about themselves. And George is talking about how his fingers are loosening up and playing better. And and then um, yeah, in walks Billy. It was, well, it was like someone set off a firecracker musically. Mm. Yeah, that. Yeah, that's nice. Because everything was nice. Like everything was nice. It was like listen, just oh, let's just listen to the Beatles. That'll be really nice. And then yeah. all of a sudden he comes, and that that keyboard current that then ran through the rest of the the six hours or whatever, well, five hours yeah. was just brilliant. Yes, absolutely brilliant. And he was so happy like he and and they obviously they say that during it, it's like they lifted the whole like he lifted the mm. whole experience for them but yeah. i think he lifted the whole experience for well for me definitely i know he lifted it for you because yeah. you messaged me and said just wait just wait till <laughs> billy, just wait till billy up. shows up <laughs> yeah 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 you're like oh this is really good oh yeah wait till billy shows up so yeah he comes in they're like oh billy mm. like, oh, there's a keyboard over there just jump on it just yeah. jam with us. Now, I've heard Peter Jackson talking about it. Like, there's not trickery involved where they were like, all right, so now we're going to play you this song and then you get a jam and we'll play it like eight or nine times and then we'll record, then we'll film the really good take. No, yep. he just went, all right, just play, really play whatever. And, and whatever <laughs> yep. he started playing from the moment he started playing it, you can see it. They're all looking at each other like, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then it's instantaneous. Like he leaves the room and John's like, we should get him to join the band. <laughs> like straight away. They're like, yes, yes. Amazing. Like yeah. it was, I, you know, like I, like we've known each other for a long time and we will always sort of, um, you know, we'll, we'll fish for yeah. each other. Like I, if I've watched something, I'll just say, oh, you, you just wait until like something. And yeah. you, I, I tend to, I tend to try and push my excitement down and not be sort of waiting and waiting and waiting. But it, well, that was one of those moments where it was like, okay, well, Billy, Billy's going to show up. All right, well, and I was just sort of right on the edge of my seat and it did not disappoint no. for the entire, no. for the entire rest of the movie, yeah. well, for the entire rest of the doco. It was just, you know, apart from, you know, I, I think you made an ex- exceptional point after we, when we spoke afterwards about, how they only had four cameras on the roof or something like that. Oh, yeah. No. It's my biggest gripe with the entire, like, 
eight hours. And I know it's not Peter Jackson's fault because if he had it, he would have shown it. Is that they do get back for the first time on the roof and he just destroys a piano solo and there's no camera on him. (sighs) And it's just the other Beatles standing around like, how could this bloke? Chink, 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 chink. And he's just like going going Mm. to town. And I was just like, Right. Now, Peter Jackson's not an idiot. If he's got footage of Billy Preston playing this solo, he's going to go to him. Uh, no, oh, he doesn't no. have any footage. Obviously, there was no one. Because later, they finally put a camera on him. You see someone but, run over with a camera yeah, and there's oh, only shit. a few shots. But it's like, God damn it. That would have been cool. Now, I know I know that this isn't probably, you know, you probably don't speak to someone else about the end of the movie. But what I do want to say about it is mm-hmm. that it is one of the most incredible, like just the entire thing. And I know it's eight hours, but the whole arc of that eight hours was the payoff on the roof was one of the best payoffs at the end of anything I think I've ever seen. Right. Because I don't think I've ever really watched, but I'm not as much of a Beatles aficionado as you and Stu. Like no way in the world. Yeah, but so I haven't chased any of that stuff. But, but I have. I got to say, I I have never seen the movie. I've never seen Let mm-hmm. It Be. Never watched it. I've never seen Help. I just don't care about yeah. their movies. Like I've seen Hard yeah. Days Night um, a couple of times, but you know, it's a it's a movie. You know, it's got good songs yeah. in it, but and it's and I've watched Yellow Submarine quite a few times but again you're like whatever they're not even in it they do all the songs but people <laughs> yeah. are imitating their voices you might as well get you doing desi arnaz um, hey, i'm doing in the, doing the foley work <laughs> later on you're like it's <laughs> i know we're not allowed to talk getting back to desi arnaz yeah. i know you went back and did a yeah. lot of adr work for javier that That's you right. didn't quite yeah. nail, but anyway. So um, <laughs> Axel Foley work. Oh, yeah. Damn it. Wrong reference. Sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, I know, like, they, they like, I, I never really watched the, the Let It Be movie. I'd never, the films themselves weren't that great. I only was familiar with some of the, um, like, the roof stuff because it was on the anthologies. Some of the mm-hmm. takes that they did on the roof actually on the anthologies and i think you were saying before about how i had the um the bread box of the cds i think the thing that i enjoyed most um with those anthology cds which i had before i got the bread box was that jc who we live with he really liked the early stuff he really liked the early stuff that i hadn't really listened to so he he wanting to listen to that again over and over made me when I got the bread box, really listen to those early CDs in a way that I didn't think that I would, because I'd already listened to revolver a lot. I'd already like listened to Abbey road, Sergeant Pepper's the white album a lot, but I hadn't really listened to those, those first two. Like the first ones. Yep. Yeah. And so that was really cool. Actually, it was probably the first three that were on those, you know, first CD of the anthology. So that was really cool to be like, Huh. All right. Like, just there's something for everyone. I, I'm. I wonder if that's why they're so popular. Well, yeah. And the whole thing that that entire bread box is yeah. incredible in its own in its own way from the start to finish. And I think it's you know it, that was easily the most played 
selection of CDs in the house for a yeah. long period of time. And again, like it's and, eight um, years. It's just, that's the, the thing that always freaks me out. It's just eight years, just knocked out all those albums in eight years, done, went from where they started from to where they finished. Just, you know. Fucking nuts. That's 20, nuts. George is 26 or whatever, and he's like, yeah, done. Beatles are done. Um, anyway, getting back to Billy, because we love talking about Billy Preston. We love talking about Billy. <laughs> so what, what about George? And he's like, that was a great thing from the, from the eight-hour documentaries, just what a tight ass with money was George Harrison. Oh. Is that... <laughs> I mean, he wrote Taxman, of course. Like, True. <laughs> but hang on, what was the... You know, you'll need to remind me of the conversation that they had about what What did he say he was going to pay? Is it a session yeah. amount or does he get paid for his hours or does he get... Yeah, because like, they were like, all oh, right, we should get him... John fucking says, hell, George. Yeah, John says we should... Why don't we ask him to join the band? Which is classic John, right? To be like, yep. you know, what would make us better if he was just in our band every day, all the that, time. That'd be yep. pretty good. Um, yep. Yeah, George is like, yeah, yeah, great. But yeah, we, how would we pay him? Do we pay him? He actually says that. Like, do we just? I reckon. Yeah, we'll get him to join, but we'll just pay him session musician rates. And you're like, I mean, maybe that's what they did. His name's not really on. Like I think it's on the on the albums on um, Abbey Road and Let It Be. It, I'm sure it he, says he has got a credit. He's got yeah. a credit on a couple of songs. Yeah, but I don't know. I don't know what they had to deal with. But it's so funny, right? That I mean, they've been doing it. They're so famous. They know that there's so much money in everything that they do and longevity. Like the the weird stuff Paul talked about, right? He he talked so many times in that documentary about, you know, in 50 years' time, you know, this is, you know, we'll be old and whatever, but the the music, we want to still be good. And you're like, yeah, that's why this music's good because you're a freak. And you were like, no, yeah. all of them were freaks. This needs to be right. This needs to be right. And it and needs to be different. Right. And it needs yeah. to be different to everything else. Like, that's what I really loved about George. It was about four or five times where he was like, They'd play something and he'd be like, they, John and Paul would be like, that sounds pretty good. And he'd be like, yeah, but it sounds a bit like this other song. He seemed to have this real good encyclopedic knowledge of other music yeah. that I don't know if John certainly had or even Paul. I'm sure that, I'm sure he did, but he seemed to be really into his music, George. And he would just be like, it sounds like this song. That sounds like Ray Charles. That sounds like something we did. We used to play that song in like the, you know, in the top 10 club, but now you know, we we have to do that again, and so they were just always monitoring monitoring themselves, right? To be like, nah, not good enough, nah. And then Ringo just sat in the back background and just played drums. Yeah, and I think I talked to Stu about this too. Was like, and they're like, Ringo, can you do this? Yep. All right, good, thanks, Ringo. He didn't even say yeah. No. Like he would literally just go, can you can do this. Yeah, yeah, bang, happy days. And- that's why. That's why I love that bit. Where you know where, where Paul basically comes up with get back on the spot, and you just see you just see Ringo like, all right, yep, you need this drum beat, and then he's, yeah, yeah, just starts clapping yeah, like he was, in there and good done. And I know like everyone, you know, he's probably got more respect over the last you know twenty thirty years, yeah, Ringo, because he was always probably the not the laughing stock, but he was always the oh, I was just fucking Ringo, but yeah. he is incredible. Like they're mm. all incredible, but he is. Phenomenal. You know, He's a do you metronome. know why? I reckon. I reckon uh, 
old mate Dave Grohl has a lot to do with that. He's always, mm-hmm. I remember even in the 90s, he was talking about like why Ringo was, you know, like he's drumming on Nevermind was like similar. He always listened to Ringo's drumming and everyone was like, what? <laughs> Ringo? And he was like, yeah, there's a reason why these songs are great. It's not just because, you know, these two amazing writers were there and guitarists and harmonies are all good. It's just yep. as soon as the song starts, you're like, yes. And that's the drum makes <laughs> yeah. you say that. It's not anything yeah. else. I mean, they, everyone was like, oh. So he's been like on that for years. And um, Some, and it's yeah. so true. That, yeah, well, we- that proved it. I think, I think that especially in um, at the beginning yeah. because there was a lot of, there didn't seem to be as much footage of him through Apple, like through Apple Studios. Yeah. He was always there, but because he was sitting right on top of everyone, yeah, that was really noticeable in that first. And seemingly unable to move. In, no, in the, in Twickenham Studios, like, no, you're just going to sit up there the whole time. Okay, yeah, that's it. I'll just sit up on my box. But I, then... I mean, he did that in the when they were on those TV shows, right? In like the '60s, when he was always in the TV shows, they were talking. Let's talk to the band, and there's Ringo <laughs> in the background in in shadow. He's not even lit. <laughs> He's in the background where they're all getting their laughs and having a great old time, and he's just in the back. Oh yeah, good old Ringo. Oh, um, Ringo. so was there anything? Well, like, what was some of the stuff that you either learned from watching it, or was there anything that sort of changed your mind? Anyway, like my dad, hilariously, I said, "Oh, you're gonna you're gonna watch? Have you watched Get Back?" And he was like, "I'm gonna watch it, but not with you around because you're gonna point out all the things that." Blah, blah blah and comment and I was like yeah probably but he said I don't know I don't know someone told me if if you, if you watch Get Back then everyone's going to apologize to Yoko and I don't feel like I, I don't feel like apologizing to Yoko I knew you were going to say that <laughs> I knew your old man was going to say that because mm. I so I watched it, most of it with Linz yeah. and she sort of came in a bit of Yoko just sort of look Yoko just sat around for most of it right yeah but as soon as they showed the footage of Yoko on the screaming, <laughs> yeah, she was just like, oh, I'm out, I'm out, <laughs> I'm done. Is that if that's what's going to be going on here? And I was like, yeah, like that. I don't know. Like she was, she executive produced a portion of it, or yeah. like quite a lot of it as well, didn't she? Right. So yeah, yeah, there had to the, be a portion the, you know... of her screaming in there. But they also surely there's a whole heap of other shit in there as well, unless yeah. she was absolutely off her balls for that entire time, which wouldn't surprise me either. No. But, yeah, like that was probably something that I learned was that she, yeah, she wasn't involved. She was just there. Yeah, she was was a lot less disruptive, right, than than what we've been told was that she was there and the sessions were always tense because she was there and you're watching and you're like, I think (laughs) after day one they were like, oh, she's going to be here? Okay. Okay. She's just there. And if I'm annoyed, I mean, it's really obvious too. If we're in a band, we go, and your wife's yeah. always there, and I've got the yeah. shits with you, what am I going to say? Why is your wife always here? Like, that's where it's going to come. I'm going to go and be annoyed and badmouth you and your wife and be like, she's always there. I'm not going to be like, yeah. oh, Wiggins is just being a dick. And be like, his wife's always there. It's freaking yeah. weird, right? I'm right. Is she, he's wrong. Yes, good. So it's it's interesting how that works is that you know, this story of just like Yoko was there and everyone hated her being there and she was just in the way. 
And then you're watching, you're like, she's barely. She's definitely there. She's but she doesn't... barely there in some scenes. She's, yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, what's even better than that is, you know, I think, again, I spoke with Stu, is that, you know, oh, yeah, Yoko, she's always there. Like, George brings two monks to the first day? Like, no, I didn't know that. <laughs> no one ever talks about George bringing... The Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna is sitting over there. Unreal. Okay, so what did I learn? I learned that Yoko wasn't as bad as everyone said, yeah. if that if if the eight hours is to be believed, um, which I think it could be because probably, what was it, 60 hours of footage that they had or more than that? Yeah, that- no, yeah, 60 hours of footage, 140, 150 hours of audio. Um, I learned that... Whoever the sneaky bastard that put a micro uh, that put a microphone in a pot plant. Oh, was, that's a good question. Thoughts that was, on that? Um, we go thoughts on that. Invasion of <laughs> invasion of privacy, but they yeah. knew they were being filmed. And one of the more incredible conversations that I've heard. Yeah. Knowing the history of those two guys, and yeah. you know a little bit of the history of the band, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, like that, I was just enthralled for that conversation and you know obviously part of that's the you know the voyeur yeah right. side of it of like oh fuck i'm not supposed to hear this conversation but the conversation was there was no bullshit it was no, all just that's sort what of i mean like it's, it's, it's the only time here. it's the only time where they're like being real and not performative and not you know there's a few a lot of times the frustrating thing which of course is natural is that they're about to have a, a real conversation but then Old mate Peter Sellers walks in. <laughs> Peter Sellers walks in, or as a camera gets wheeled towards him. Like, there you go. Someone turn that fucking dolly off. <laughs> yeah, all that stuff of just like, oh, well, there goes that, you know, moment of like the, yeah. the, the only time is when they're playing the music, right? They're like, whatever, mm-hmm. we can play with the cameras on us, we can just mess around, whatever. But the actual real conversations is that's the hard part. But yeah, to have that footage or have the audio of them talking through a flower pot you're like oh it's the first time i watched it i was like "Ooh!" but then you watch it again you're like all right i've got over that this is yeah cool yeah like that that was so it was it was enthralling i i was like oh fuck this is a personal conversation and i wonder i wonder if like paul had to sign off on that and that yoko had to sign off on that i guess like you know what i mean surely and I don't think there was anything in there that was... No, no, there's nothing. I thought, there was nothing or incriminating anything, or anything like that. They're not like, just... fucking George, Jesus. <laughs> How fucking hard is that bastard? <laughs> Jeez. You know George had 11 cups of tea yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah, there's nothing. Yeah, there's nothing like, you know, like, oh, how are you feeling today? Oh, not great. Not after last night. Blah 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 blah. And you know, oh, three cocaine enemas and a fucking. <laughs> oh. oh, but yeah, I, I think... woke up in Silla Black's bed again. Yeah. Like all of that stuff. That's none of that's making it in there. Um, I think that the footage on the on the roof is some yep. of the more um amazing live footage I've ever watched. That was amazing. And the fact that it could have fallen, they all could have fallen to their deaths (laughs) because the roof wasn't probably wasn't And the cameraman was just walking around. No, of course not. You know, um, and 
Billy Preston, I didn't really know much about Billy Preston at all. Still don't really, but mm. I just know that he's absolutely phenomenal. So you can find uh, on YouTube, and yep. maybe I'll, I'll put it up, um, him at 11 playing on the Nat King Cole show, playing Blueberry Hill, and he's 11 right. years old. Um, oh, jeez. Yeah, and he, he's 11 playing the piano, and it's like, you know, one of those things where you're like, oh, yeah. He's just got that sort of, he's got the soul. What about when um, Paul says to him, you know, like, it's good having you here playing with a bit of soul because us Northern, us Northern white men, we struggle with, we struggle with the soul. <laughs> you may have noticed. It's just, yeah, oh. it's so, it's so great to see them, them appreciate like the complimentary because they could have been dicks, right? They could have just been like, yeah. Yeah, you know, oh, not one of them. Like out. one of them could have been like, "Oh yeah, he's not that great. I don't think we need him." But but they were. I just love their looking at their faces. It's my favorite thing in in the whole um, eight hours. Is anytime someone hits on an idea that works, is just seeing their faces. Even then, they could be in the middle of singing, and yeah. they just look at each other and be like, give a little nod. Mm. Yeah. Well, yep, that's it. Got it. All the smiles. Let's do that again. Yep. Start singing with smiles. Like, oh yeah, they found that harmony. They found that key. Yeah. They found that little guitar bit. They found that lyric. And you just go, yeah, that's that's great. But yeah, when Billy's there, they're just like, yep, tick tick. This all works. This is going pretty well. Yeah, he, yeah. yeah he, Billy was the key. You know mm. what I mean? Like he just sort of, yeah, yeah. For, and, for one of a better for one of a better term, he unlocked the Beatles. Nice. That could be a known spin-off series, couldn't it? Unlocking the Beatles. <laughs> so, but you have to do it as Desi the whole time. All right. <laughs> I'm going to leave you on that note. All right, All right. we go. I am, Look, uh, yeah, hang on, Maddie. The last oh, yeah. thing that I learned is that Ringo loves a fart joke. So that's always good. <laughs> or he just likes to tell, but I've just farted. I thought I'd tell you before it got to you. Like, that's great. Before you got it in your mouth. Thanks, Ringo. Great. <laughs> Does love a fart joke. Love it. British. There's some good British humour in there. A lot of penis jokes. Just a lot of downplayed, you know, a lot of very, yeah, very downplayed sort of humour. Yeah, very dry, nice. aren't they? It's such, mm. such dry. Let's drink more tea, eat more toast. Yeah. Use some dry humour. Mm-hmm. A few of those. Anytime, mm. anytime, what's his face? The director, Hogg, Michael Lindsay Hogg. Anytime he said, suggests an idea and they're like, hmm, that's a... That's a great idea, Michael. And you're like, does he know they're being sarcastic? Not, he doesn't that's know. That's a terrible idea. Yeah. Yeah, let's go and play in Tunisia or whatever. And get them, oh, everyone God. on boats and drag them over there. Um, yeah. Anyway, we go. Absolute pleasure, as always. Um, now, just to finish off, I the episode before this was just me waffling on about stuff I liked in 2021, and I forgot one thing, which I also sent to you, which was my favourite podcast moment of the year i'm going to play it at the end of this episode it's funnier than anything we've done i'm sure which is tig nataro and sarah paulson oh, yeah trying to auction off a gavel <laughs> at the end of um yes tig nataro's podcast i'm going to play that yes. at the end um and if you didn't if you didn't find it funny let me know because i'd be surprised everyone i've played this for has uh, enjoyed it almost to yes. the point of tears at some times. I, um, I must say, Tignataro 
anything that I've heard of hers, yeah, it just makes me smile. Yeah, yeah, she she's got makes me smile. She's, she's got, got there's something great. about her the, the yeah. delivery that just yeah gets me right yeah. my funny bones <laughs> and all that jazz. But anyway, I'm gonna play it for you now, and that's it. What's the deal? I was on a television show, and the challenge was for me to learn how to be an auctioneer. And <clears throat> I was presented with, you know, in recognition of your proven auction skills, you are hereby promoted to the rank of Colonel, Colonel Tig Notaro. Notaro. Notaro, yeah, my name. Tig, Tig Notaro. Yeah, but I'll send you I'll send you a picture of my office. Uh, so it's... can you do that thing where you're like like that stuff? Can you do it? Sarah, like that? I have to go. <laughs> <laughs> no one am asking. Me, 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 me. Do you remember that there are um, actual producers and an editor listening to like oh, right. like I there's forgot. people. That were Ellen, what are going on? Five, five, five more and five, five, five down front. Yes, down front. <laughs> Wait, I want you to give your best, your best auction. I'm gonna. Here's a gavel, and I want you. In fact, I'll send you banana bread and a gavel. Give me your best auction. Okay, going once, going once. <laughs> going once, going once. <laughs> Let's try it again. <laughs> okay. Oh going once, going once. <laughs> okay, we still have the gavel. Okay. Oh. Okay. Let's give it your mm. best shot. Nothing I'm going to say is going to make sense. I'm just going to, okay. I understand. Everything's going on five, 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 but five down in front, five down in front is a thousand, but the back of the. <laughs> no, 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 you can't cut out after two seconds. <laughs> and I love that you gave the heads up that nothing you say is going to make sense. Like I thought you were going to be rattling off sensical. <laughs> okay, I want you to go for 20 seconds, okay? 20 seconds, I won't 20 be able seconds. to do it. But just do it, happen. make your brain work so hard and go. Uh, <laughs> we got to sell this gavel. Come on. Okay. Okay. How many people going once, going, going, going? <laughs> How many people? people going once why don't you start this next sentence off with who here okay oh my god i mean i'm really gonna lose my mind i'm laughing so hard Woo! okay Woo! ready let's sell this gavel i don't understand oh oh sell the gavel yeah we're gonna who here is interested gavel. in this yeah. gavel but you have to do it fast okay <laughs> I'm not gonna be able to do it, Jake. Or just whatever comes from inside. We gotta sell this gavel. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh my God, my nose is snot. I mean, I'm really having an issue. All right. Oh. This is your last chance. We gotta okay. sell this gavel. All right. 
sell this gavel. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to go here. Be quiet, be quiet, be quiet. Got to go everyone down in front. Be down and down and down. <laughs> Wait, once you start laughing, just come back and continue. I can't because everyone, because I, I can hear what I'm saying. And I know, so but ridiculous. that's why you got to pull it together. And this okay, is your, the hardest acting job. Okay, this is, I'm directing you. Okay. Okay, so you okay. laugh, you lose your mind, you duck, you come back, okay. you don't miss a beat. Okay, we got to okay. sell this gavel. Okay. I, I respond best to action. Action. Everybody, welcome here tonight. We have a very, 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 very exciting night. We have a lot of, a lot of things to sell, 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 and we got to get rid of this gavel tonight here. Who's going once, going once for the gavel? Going twice, do I have 1,500? Do I have 12,000? 12... That's some funny, that's some funny attempt. Oof. I'm not doing it again, so get away from me. Gavel has been sold. Oh, Gavel staying home. For 12,000 to the lady in the People, back. are you listening to me? People, do you hear me? Go on once. Go on 1,500 to 12,000. Okay, Sarah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Ooh. Thank you. You know, I haven't laughed like that in a long time, so I appreciate you. Well, I appreciate you. Appreciate. And, um... Thank you for being on else. here, and I would being highly... on here. <laughs> <laughs> I 